Welcome to the Learn the Game podcast with the crew, the Remontada. Stay tuned for more content. Learn the game, respect the game, we're back again. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Learn the Game edition of the NBA. I'm dead. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to the NBA edition of Learn the Game. <laughs> Yo, man, I, I feel like it's been a long week, clearly, clearly, yeah. man. Um, you got Ola over here, and with me, I got... It's good, everyone. Tammy here, too. Everyone who's in the America listening right now, hope you guys are enjoying the long, long weekend. Shout out to MLK, man. <laughs> Shout out to MLK. And and if you and if you don't have MLK day off, you know your company doesn't like black people. That's just the truth. They don't For like real. black people. <laughs> um while also kind of all bundling up. If you're in like the the cold areas in America, you know that it's frigid right now. I mean Chicago and in Siberia is negative is negative sixteen degrees Celsius. And I'm not stepping outside. It's legit. <laughs> it is legit freezing hell right now, man. Freezing <laughs> hell. How about you, bro? Boston's freezing too, man. It's not. It's not Siberia cold, but I'm not. Ain't, ain't nobody going outside here either. Lots of freezing rain and cold vibes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the good thing about the good thing about when it's cold is that like it's it's sports season, like you know. NBA is on, NFL playoffs, and, you know, that has been my weekend, honestly. Like, yesterday, cozied up, watched the Browns, what the Browns versus the Texans, and, like, CJ Stroud. That boy <laughs> is the truth, man. That boy, he's the truth. He he beat the bricks out of the Browns. Then also what the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like, the weather there was negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit, right? And people still showed up. And players still, you know what it means for players to play in negative four degree Fahrenheit? That's insane. Uh, I don't, I don't know how they do it. I don't you know. can tell Miami was they were frozen. No, no, <laughs> they were I, frozen. I knew they were good. I knew they were going to lose because they they built for that. They built for this type of weather, man. Like what? Like, jeez, I was just like, what the hell? Like this is. I, I was already freezing in my on my couch. Just imagine these guys outside. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It was a it was a good game and like you know playoffs are still on it's wildcard weekend, um, you know, I know Timmy right now I think right now the Cowboys and Packers are playing right. I'm playing right now, man. I'm just fingers crossed that the <laughs> the Packers can beat the Cowboys, man. Because Celtics and Cowboys, those are my those are my ops, bro. Your biggest ops. ops. I'm dead. <laughs> well, fortunately for you, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I'm not I'm not your number one up. Yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Ironically, I don't like the Cowboys, but I hate the Packers. Like I'm a I'm a Chicago and so like Makes sense. Packers Makes have, sense. they've given me grief. So I fucking hate the Green Bay Packers and anything to see their fans cry, I'm there for it. I need some Packer tears. So Cowboys mm. need to do something for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Prayers up for the fucking uh, bad news bears, bro. Let's see what you nah, guys man, can we... get something done this offseason. We're our first pick, man. You don't know, man. Shit, something, something might shake, man. We might get that um boy from USC. Is he Caleb Williams? We might get him as QB. I mean, but I like Fields though. I like Fields. You might end up holding Fields and just get um Harrison. Get get some Marvin additional Harrison pieces. Junior. Yeah, that's why. That's what I think you should do. I I like Marvin Harrison Junior. Right, that boy is the truth. 
That yeah. boy is the truth. He's a good wide receiver. <laughs> I think that would be good. Like, we should just give Fields one more year, give him one more chance. You get what I mean? A better, a better offensive coordinator. Yeah, and give him a better. And I think we'll be good, man. I think we'll be good. Um, but let's not let's not turn this to the NFL edition of Lending Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, people came here to hear our NBA take, so let's give them that. And uh, yes, sir. this week, I feel like something that we've been looking at, like um, I know a couple of weeks ago we were kind of clowning the Clippers about like, you know, they were just kind of all over the place. And right now they put a good streak. They put they put up a good streak, like a good winning streak with um with the team they have right now. I think everybody is healthy. You yeah. Know, Harden has kind of adjusted. You get what I mean. And right now, I think they are. What position are they in the in the league right now? I think they're top four in the West. Yeah, they're top four. I think they're fourth. In the, they are in the fourth West, in the yeah. West. They are fourth yeah. in the West with twenty five wins, thirteen losses. Like you know. And they have a streak right now of eight, either eight and two in their last yeah, ten games. Yeah, they've been playing really well. So, like you know, I'm curious to and on the contrast to that, another team I wanted to kind of like to talk about is um, let's talk about the Clippers actually right now. Do you think that like they are serious contenders with like the streak that they've put up? Like, what have they been doing right in the last like you know couple of games? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Because I think the only two games that they've lost, they've lost to like I think they only lost two games and it's to the Celtics. Like in the last ten games, the Celtics and to the Lakers. But they have put on a good like you know streak, you know, with what yeah. they've been given. Yeah. So like ever since they've had this PG Kawhi core, they've always been a really deep team. So like. They've, everyone has always put them in that mix of contenders and everything, but their problem has always been health. Like they've never been able to all been on. They've, they haven't been able to all been on the court like at the same time and really get games together and play together and get used to all playing with each other. And I feel like this season, because most of the time these last couple of seasons, Kawhi will be out, Paul George will play, Paul George yeah. will be out, Kawhi will play that kind of thing. Like they've been taking turns but this year both of them have been have been playing a lot of games so like i feel like that's honestly been the main thing for them they've really just been they've been healthy this season most seasons they haven't they haven't been healthy the way they've been really been healthy this season and then you add james harden as well james harden is kind of looks like he's turned he's gone into more of that playmaker like playmaker first role like last year when he was on the Sixers, obviously he was, you know, lots of assists and everything, dishing out to Embiid and Maxi. Pick and roll, yeah, 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 pick and roll and everything. He's he's picked that up with the Clippers now. He's still doing it. So they've got that facilitator, and all three of them, they can all all three of them play ISO ball too. So it's definitely a really good, it's a very good core. And then obviously they have really good pieces. Still got guys like Powell and I mean Russ as well. He's he's slotted into his bench role really well. So if those if if Kawhi and PG can stay healthy, then then for sure they can they can definitely be contenders and make noise. Because the West right now, I feel like the West everyone is just beating each other up. Like it's just really Straight deep. Up. So I feel like they can definitely you know squeeze their way through. But they just have to be healthy. Um, they haven't. I think the last time they went deep was the bubble. I think that's when they did. Or when I can't remember when he got to the conference. Was was it? Did they get to the conference finals against the the Nuggets? 
I can't remember when they got to Is it the them that got to the conference? It might be. It might be. No, no, oh, no, they didn't get to the conference. It was the Nuggets versus the Lakers in the conference finals. Oh, yeah. What am I, what am I saying? Yeah. I can't remember lost, what year they lost they got to the Nuggets, to... though. Um, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. They, it was the year that the Bucs won. That's Suns. It was Suns. They lost to the Suns. Suns, Suns, Suns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Suns. It was a good game, though. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. series. Yeah, yeah. So they can, they, yeah, they can definitely, they can definitely do it. I think they just need to be healthy. And then it just, I think it'll just come down to playoff matchups. I mean, I agree. I agree. As long as I just thought about when talking about the West beating each other up is that like the West, the Western Conference teams, their biggest up or their biggest challenge is health for all the contenders in the West. Like these yeah. guys are one superstar injury away from crashing out of contention. It's for real. The big, the big teams, literally. Like I can just see, like from right from Denver, if John Murray gets injured, out of contention. You get know what I'm trying to say? The mm-hmm. Suns, if any of those big three gets injured, out of contention. The Clippers, if PG or Kawhi get injured, out of contention. Like you get know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We'll talk about we'll talk about Memphis later. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas. Like if Luca gets injured or Kai, out of contention. So I, I do think that like they are I, just because of like their injury history and it's like. The NBA, just because of the competition in the NBA now, it's so grueling. Like, the, the 82 games, I don't know why, lately, it just feels like you feel the 82 games more now. Like, everybody is playing at high levels. Like, I mean, the the bad teams, you can tell that they're three-way games. But, like, when, like, two good teams play, it feels like playoff style. They, they are not just trying to... Everybody's trying to win every game because they know that it could count or matter in... It could be a difference between you being a playing team or a playoff team, right? For real, man. I feel like that's just testament to the talent level right now. Like, word. Even word. even the bad, even like the really bad teams have ballers like <laughs> on their team. Like, <laughs> league pass has never been better. Like, <laughs> there's, star, there's there's hoopers on every team. Like, so I feel like every everyone is just yeah, like everyone is just beating each other up. Like. It's really just gonna come down to luck for a lot of these teams. Like who can stay healthy the longest, like and keep and keep Work. their teams together and really get a lot of good good games together before the before the playoffs. Word up, word up. Um on the on the contrast in the East, right? The let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean lately maybe they have like a good two wins. They they just beat the breaks out of the Celtics like um a couple of days ago. But I mean, I could I could give an excuse for we have a built-in excuse that we just had like we played the the, the night before, right? Yeah, we overtime. Went to we went to, to overtime, so mm-hmm. like back to back, they're drained. And you could tell like they were so lethargic and everything. It wasn't really. It was kind of like a three-way game for us. Like Mazula benched our starters, like literally. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even in the play the second quarter. half, right? Yeah, like we, like by the end of the second quarter, they benched everybody. Like you know what I mean. So, yeah. and I get it like you get what I mean there's some games that you just you win some you lose some like you get what I mean so, yeah. but outside that like really looking at like holistically at the Milwaukee Bucks at like this like sample size of games that they have played this season they have definitely reduced they've drastic they've, they have reduced in quality especially from the defensive end and um, what I guess what's What's been going on with the box? Like, 
what do you think? I mean, like, you know, one would think, like, on paper, oh, my God, Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard for Drew Holiday. These guys should be better, right? But yeah. it it's more nuanced than that. And, you know, I guess some 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 key players that, like, you know, Drew, Drew leaving, Grayson Allen, no Grayson Allen, no um, Javon Carter, like, you know, some of these, like, role players that, like, you know, you probably won't, like, think about as much. I don't know. Do you think that, like, I guess they are more important than, like, you know, we thought before? Why do you, why have they drastically reduced? They used to be, like, I think I saw this stat that, like, they were, they used to, last year, they were fourth in defensive rating, right, in the league. Yeah. And now they're, like, I think they are middle of the pack, right? So it's, like, and at the same time, also the other thing that, like, the overlooming, the overarching, like, you know, thing is also that, like, it's no more a Budo Hoser team. Right, this is mm-hmm. a yeah. this is like a Griffin team. So, what do you think? Why have they been? Yeah, I feel kind like of a, bad. Yeah, I feel, it's a, it's a couple of things that you already they already touched on. Like, I mean, one of the glaring things, definitely that that like we've seen so far this season is definitely their perimeter defense. And mm. I mean, for me, you could. You could definitely see that coming into the season. Just, I mean, you're replacing Drew Holiday with Damian Lillard, so like, Damian Lillard <laughs> is not known for it's not known for perimeter defense. Drew Holiday obviously is one of the elite defenders in the league, so that was definitely coming. I think, I like at least for me, what I thought was that that Giannis that Giannis Dame combo would would just would kind of just destroy the league, like. Like how like how would people really guard it? Mm-hmm. Um, and from and I feel like another issue with that just is with Chris Middleton right now, because before it was kind of like okay you have Dame you have Giannis, but then you still have guys like Brook Lopez you still have guys like Chris Middleton Bobby Portis, mm-hmm. they can all they can all sit they can all sit on the wing all they can all sit on three point line, and that just kind of opens everything up. But I kind of feel like. Chris Middleton has regressed a good amount. I've, maybe that's because of his like his injuries and everything. Mm-hmm. So that so it's kind of like Dame has kind of had to do a lot more. And when you're coming, like this is obviously his first season with the Bucks and everything. So there's going to be growing pains, and they're still going to he's still he's still getting used to a new offense and everything. He's played he played with the Trailblazers his whole career. So so he's only played you know he's only been playing with one team and everything. So. It's going to take time. Like, it's still there. This is what they're the first 40 games that they played together. Like, so mm-hmm. I think it will definitely take time for them to get used to everything. But at the same time, they're still playing. They're still 27 and 12. It's not like they're, 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 <laughs> they're playing hard. You know, I guess, I guess maybe we thought that they'd maybe have like the Celtics record or something. That was only like three more, three more wins. So Word. Still, yeah. I think they're still playing well. I mean, the perimeter defense and everything. I, I, I think that we'll see how much that affects them in the playoffs because at the end of the day, if you still have someone like Dame who can just base the floor and then you still have Giannis too, I'm, I'm curious to see if, like, if they'll be able to just outscore teams. Um, I guess we'll see that more in the playoffs and everything, like how teams game plan for them and everything. But 
I, I, I think they'll be, I think they'll be okay. I, I, I still think that it's them or the Celtics coming out of the, out of, out of the East. Um, so yeah. And then obviously their coach too. Like I've, I, it's kind of, it's still kind of like, even though they're contenders, a lot of things are still kind of new. So yeah, they're still getting used to everything, but I, I, I think they're still in pretty, pretty good shape. If, if, if they told, if, if we told them they'd be 27 and 12 around halfway through the season, I think, I think they'd be happy with that. So. Yeah, I do agree. I agree with you. And I think something I wanted to, one or two things I want to add is that like, I think what they were betting on was the fact that like, you know, they, they understood that like their defense would regress, but they just felt like the offense of Yanis and Dame should be able to make up for their lack of defense, right? Or their, yeah. their reduction, their, their reduction in defense, right? Because obviously they acknowledge that Drew is like, you know, one of a kind. Like that's a rarity. But I I don't I, so like I guess the reason why, because you're right, like literally they are still second in the East with just three games behind the best team in the league currently, right? Three three games behind the Celtics. So it's like, but everybody's making it a big deal. I think the reason why people make it a big deal is just because of the teams that they lose to. Like they lost to the Utah Jazz, right? Mm, and they lost to true. like they lost to the they lost to the Houston Rockets. Like, and it's just like, come on, these are not teams like that you should be losing <laughs> to. You get what I mean? And yeah, I guess now the the rumblings and it doesn't help that like there are sound bites from your superstar calling everybody out, right? Because mm. and I guess that's why that there are now rumblings as crazy as it sounds that like you know. There are questions being asked that should should Griffin be fired now? And on like in a vacuum, that sounds insane to say. Like they are the second best in the East right now, three games away from the best team in the league. Like I think they are what? Like they are the third best team in the league. Maybe just right under the timber, just right under the Timberwolves, right? Or yeah. Timberwolves and the Thunder. So like maybe third, fourth best team in the league. But like, you know, people are calling for Griffin to be fired. And there's like, you know, I, I guess also, it's also, for there to be rumblings like that, my hunch is that that means like the locker room is kind of unsettled. They're not really yeah. listening. They're not really listening to, to Griffin as much. And that means it comes from the head. That means Yanis might not really believe in Griffin like that. You know yeah, what I'm I mean, trying to say? I, yeah, I get what you're trying to say. Like, even... Even when they hired Griffin, I mean, it was kind of like, it's always, it's always weird when, like, if you're, I feel like if you're a contending team, you should go with more experienced coaches. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for giving, like, like assistant coaches and, you know, new guys, new opportunities, like, as head coaches. But I feel like when you give, when you, like even guys like Darvin Ham and all that kind of stuff. Like when you give them contending teams, I feel like you're just putting them under a lot of pressure. Like you're you're putting them into a a win now mode when they're still just learning how to be a, a head coach. And like for some guys, some guys it works. Like Ty Lu with the the Cavs and everything. But like I feel like for the most part, it's you're you're almost you're almost setting them up for failure. It's just like too much pressure. As your first job. <laughs> going straight to a contender, like it's a lot of pressure. And then obviously you have someone like Giannis who's demanding a lot, understandably so. Like 
She's trying to win championships. So I don't, I don't know. It's tough. Like for them to go out and fire their coach now, like after you just hired him, it's kind of it's, feels rushed. But it's like at the same time, should they have even was he even the right hire to begin with? It, I, I don't know. It's tough. But then at the same time, who's really like those experienced win now coaches? Like who's really even even available right now? Yeah. At that like, time, I remember like I remember when that like, you know, when Bodenholza got fired, right? I I remember that in my head, I was thinking that they were gonna go for Nick Nurse. <laughs> really. I thought that they were gonna go for Nick Nurse or Monty. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know I, why. Like, I really thought so too. I thought they were going to go for experience, people that mm-hmm. have actually been there, been in the playoff finals. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, and have played with, they have coached superstars. Like, but I do get it. Like, teams, are, I mean, look at, I mean, Celtics is a good example of like, we've been betting on young coaches with Zilch experience, like back to back. Like, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Zilch experience of being actual coaches. They've been assistant coaches like Jamazula with Emil Doka. And Emil Doka kind of almost took us to the promised land. Like, we, we sniffed the promised land, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of the landscape of the NBA now. I don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, like, all those coaches that have won championships aren't really, like, aren't really even available. So, I mean, it makes sense to be giving guys more opportunities. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, even even the Budenholzer fire. I mean, I guess he was also not in the best place with everything that was going on in his life and everything. So it was kind of time for him to go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And then yeah, obviously Sixers Sixers beat the Bucks to Nick Nurse. Monty got the bag thrown at him. So like there wasn't really. Sure. Yeah. I mean, gr- I, honestly. If it was between Adrian Griffin and Doc Rivers, I'm happy they they went with Adrian Griffin. So. No, for sure, for <laughs> sure, for yeah. sure. I I think if they don't have, um, unless I don't, there's no, there's no other. I don't really can't think of any other crazy coach right now who's who would be able to just like jump into the Bucks right now. So I I think they should stick with Griffin, man. But. Because there's because everything because there's so much stuff that's new with the team right now. It's not like it's not like everything is. This is the same core that's been here for like three years, and then you're inserting a new coach. It's like you've got a new player. Like you lost your key perimeter defender. Like yeah. So I feel like they should give. I feel like they should at least give him the rest of the season and give him a, a playoff run and see how he does in the playoffs. I agree. Like, Unless someone I crazy think becomes available. Yeah. I, I don't think even if someone crazy becomes available, I think they should kind of just see it through to the end of the season. Because yeah. remember, like, a, firing a coach mid-season means you're, firing, you're most likely firing the coach and the coaching staff. So that kind of mm, instability true. is like, for a contending team, is too much. Like, I think it, more of a thing of seeing it through till the end of the season and and... One thing that's interesting about like the box, and this might just be like, I, I guess that's why in my head I also think it's a coaching thing, is that you can tell that Yanis sometimes doesn't go all out and is trying to like accommodate Dame. You know, trying to say that sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn. There's, they've not gotten that gel 
yes, it still feels like it still feels very, very like you know inorganic. There's a lot of friction in a sense with the with the ball play. So, yeah. and at some point, I, I was talking to a friend about this, and like you know, in the playoffs, at some point when Yanis's back is against the wall. He's probably not going to care. He's just going to take over and just be like, yo, this is my team. I'm just going to fucking do whatever I need to do to win. But right now, I guess because it's still like, you know, regular season, they're still trying to see how they can work together with like Dame still trying, with like Giannis trying to still let Dame be Dame in a sense. So. Exactly. Yeah, they're still, they're still trying to figure things out. And I feel like the hope for the playoffs is kind of just, yeah, like your turn, my turn, whoever is hot. Take over. If if Giannis isn't feeling it, hopefully Dame can can light it up from the logo, like all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what they're going. I think they're, that's what they're going for. Yep, yep. Um, and talking about the the East, um, let's just still be talking about the Eastern teams. I just want to briefly touch on, I guess, my my Celtics. They've yeah. they're the best team in the the best team in the league right now. With like, I think they are like what, thirty and nine, yeah. and they are nineteen and zero at home, undefeated <laughs> in the in the TD Garden. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, and um, it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool seeing their how they've been journey, how they've been working together, and everything. And I don't know. I'm I'm curious. What do you think about the the Celtics right now? Yeah, this is like, I mean, apart from the the nineteen and zero record at home, like that's, which is which is crazy. Like the, the way you guys play at home is insane. I feel like being top of the East, best record in the NBA. I I think that's, I feel like that's pretty expected of the Celtics now at this point. Like with with Jason Taylor, sure. Jalen Brown, like you added Porzingis, like Porzingis was a was an insane pickup, like. Even though you lost, still in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still in my opinion, like Mm -hmm. insane pickup, like, and then you lost smart, but like somehow still Drew Holiday. (laughs) Yeah, still, still got Drew Holiday in the mix, so you still have all that perimeter defense as well. Um, I'm happy Mozilla is just playing. Is just playing the fight. Your fight. Your best five. Like he's not doing any of that. Save a player and all that stuff. Like. Yeah. Like you guys like you guys like you guys are literally just beating the brakes out of teams right now and like it's it's you guys you guys are playing well. I think I don't know. You guys you guys are just playing really well, honestly. I feel like it's kind of just business as usual. And I feel like while all the other teams are kind of there's question marks and all that stuff, like there aren't really you got you guys are just you guys are just picking it up where you guys left it off. And I th- and like your conference record is really good too, so it's not like Anyone in the East is really, it's really going to come down to you and the Bucks, I think. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. You guys, you guys are looking, you guys are looking really good. And Porzingis, I think Porzingis was, was, yeah, that's a fantastic pickup. Yep. I think that was the, 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 the Joker that we kind of stole that we are using right now. I I want to be a devil's advocate, so like looking at my team, and I'll probably say the chink in our armor. Honestly, if we want to get deep into the playoffs, start off with I don't think our biggest opponent is ourselves because the only way we're going to crash out in any way 
is if we switch off. And we do, we have seen tendencies where, or games or flashes where Celtics just resolve mm. back into like, I don't know, just playing like a shell of themselves. I think mm-hmm. the game that the game that sticks out to me is like against Golden State, right? Very, very up by like what, like I think over fourteen points, and like four and like four minutes, and somehow Golden State just put together a run. Put together, yeah. They won. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? And it's just because we we're trying to target. I think someone was on four fouls or five fouls. I think it was Steph, and they were trying to target fouling out Steph. And because of that, we weren't playing our normal Celtics basketball. We we're just trying to like target Steph. And somehow, and the thing about Warriors is that Warriors are a team that they love run, right? So mm-hmm. if someone bangs a three, another person oh, bangs yeah. a three, it's just that kind of written the stars type thing, especially in that like cursed or Oracle Arena type place, like or Chase Center, whatever the fuck they call it now. <laughs> like you, you know, you know exactly that. You understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Another thing I want to say about Celtics quickly is also that, like, um, deep in the playoffs, I think something that would be a check about, I think we should maybe get another bench piece because, you know, in the playoffs, you only use, like, maybe seven, eight players. And mm-hmm. fine, I, I want to six is good. Like, you know, from Tatum down to our whole four, that's six, right? Mm-hmm. I guess the yeah. other two players is now the other two players is like what Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard. And Pritchard, Pritchard. I do, the problem is that Peyton Pritchard is like he's been a really good energy battery for us. Come come on, bank threes. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do see like teams targeting him based on his size. Yeah, and on the, the defense, on yeah. the playoffs. Like, <laughs> you know, when they because like in playoffs when you get beat up, like playing like an annoying ass team like Miami. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I do mm-hmm. see like they, they bring on Peyton Pritchard for like what four minutes, and that's when like Jimmy is using it, using that's what they're going to be targeting to cook. You understand what I mean? Just exactly. because the size factor. So I do think maybe we might need one more one more bench piece. And also at the end of the day, man, we do have one or two players that are injury prone. If this whole project is casted, if Pozingis or Al or Drew gets one funny injury. You get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? Yeah. So like, that's, that's kind buff. of my feedback. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it and at the same time, I'm just holding my breath because I feel like we've been so close so many times. I feel like in the past like six to eight years, I don't think we've really had it. We've been good. We've been like, we've been perennially in the playoffs. We've kind of mm-hmm. always made deep runs into May, sometimes June. But yeah. we've still never gotten there. So I'm just holding my breath to see, like, you know, is it gonna be a we'll get them again next year, mm-hmm. or is it like we finally we finally bring something back to we'll like you know yeah. being town? Yeah, if I yeah, bring crazy. the championship back to being town. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you guys have been not even perennially good. Like honestly, I feel like you guys have been perennially like really good for the yeah for a Straight while. Up. Probably since since you drafted Tatum. Since IT. Like, no, since yeah, IT. Yeah, since IT, IT, right? Yeah, like 20... Since IT, which is insane. Since like, what, 2014, 15? Yeah, 14, 15. Like, I think last time we were bad... The last time we had like a bad record was, I think, but Brad Stevens' first year. Like, I think that was 2014. Yeah, but like you guys have Once literally we, been top, a top four team for the, almost a decade. Like you, guys have, up. like, you guys have been getting to the conference finals, which... I mean, you've seen the Sixers. Like, it's the opposite. We have we haven't even gone to the conference finals. Like, like you guys make it look easy, but honestly, like that shit isn't. It's not easy. Yeah. So. 
Yep. Um, so uh, it'll uh, be uh, interesting. Like, do you guys have picks to to get? Because no, I, I feel like that's the do. only way you'll be able to get another. I think we piece, do. Because you don't want to trade have... any of the... No, I think we do have one or two. But I mean, one thing about the difference between Brad and um Danny Ages, Brad is all about fuck them picks. Where yeah, fuck them where, picks. Man. Yeah, and I respect that. But I do want to shout out Danny Age because like. To think about it that like we went through transitions from the IT time to the Tatum time and we got all these crazy top three picks. We literally had back-to-back third picks without tanking, without yeah. rebuilding. And that's yeah, you, you, like, you guys you know, used you guys insane. used your used your picks well. Yeah. Like like, like your drafted picks. Nets. Yeah. But yeah, even us, the fuck you, out you of drafted, nets. you drafted down for Tatum, bro. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I remember. And we drafted faults, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> insane, right? Insane, insane. Um, yeah. Um, I think let's just. I think we'll just wrap up with the last team that, like, I guess when you talk about the Celtics, you kind of have to talk about their arch <laughs> arch nemesis, the the Lakers. Well, I guess this time is not for a good thing. You know, the Lakers are in hell. I think we said this last last um pod. And right now, like they're really, you know, LeBron is not happy. You know, he's really been he's not calling out people, but you know, rumblings are out there that like, you know, Davin Ham might get fired. And I'm curious, what do you think? What what's been going on with the Lakers? You know, they've they've been putting up a real stinker and they they keep on falling below and below. And I think right now they might be even they're out of just right out of the the plane, along with like Golden State. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what yeah. what's been going on with the Lakers? And do you think like they should fire Davin Ham? They definitely do need to make trades to be before February, but what do you think? Like what's been going on? Yeah, like the the Lakers, man. Like, I just, I just don't understand why they keep playing like Cam Reddish and Vanderbilt and like, bro. These guys are finishing the game with like three points. <laughs> like, <laughs> just there's no point, man. Like, just yeah, play your okay. best. Like, I feel like the problem with Darvin Ham right now is maybe he's like it's it's too idea right now. I don't know, like. Just play, just play your best five minutes. Which right now, obviously, Braun, AD, Reeves, D'Lo, and then I guess whoever is hot among Prince, Reddish, Max, all those guys. Like they're all the, they're all the same. Like I don't think there's, I don't think, I don't think you should be playing Vanderbilt, Torian, Prince, Red, like at the same time. Like, that's negative offense. Like they don't even when they're working, they're not even looking to shoot. Like. <laughs> bro, even Chris, yeah. even Christian Wood, like at least if you play Christian Wood, he's gonna at least try and score. Like as as, as much tunnel vision as he has, like at least he's trying to score. Because when you have LeBron and AD on the court, if if you're not trying to generate any offense, obviously everyone's just gonna target AD and LeBron. Like, and that is not what LeBron is trying to do right now. So I feel like Ham isn't really helping things like by playing these lineups. I don't even know if we've Agreed. seen. I don't even know if we've seen because he's because I feel like every night it's a different lineup. He tries a different lineup. <laughs> I think he's, t- he's still testing out things, and I think that is not a good sign. Uh, it's not a yeah. good sign at all. Like when you're doing that, it's clear your team. You don't have a good, you don't have a good team. Like you see the Celtics right now. They're starting five. Everyone knows their best five. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the hierarchy. 
Everybody exactly. knows the hierarchy. Everybody knows their place. And I think that's what that that's the signs of a good team. Yeah. Exactly, man. So like Darvin Ham definitely is not helping himself right now with these rotations. Like I I really I really hope that they that the, the Lakers can get some kind of deal done because like when the, Bronx, when, the, yeah. when the Bronx playing like this, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to see him done in April, bro. Like, I'm trying to see him at least through May, you know, like deep into the playoffs. Yeah. So, I yeah. don't know what kind of deal they can get done, but hopefully they can get something done. With with, yeah. with firing him, I feel like, honestly, when you have LeBron, like, I I really don't think it matters who the, <laughs> who the coach is, Agreed. to be, to be honest. Like, so... If I, I think they just need to get some help, like and just just get yeah. some new pieces in there. But if him if him continues to do the this Mac this Cam Reddish Vanderbilt Torian Prince rotation, then then he might need to go because that's not really helping things. Because again, anybody I think anybody can be the coach if if LeBron is if LeBron is on the team. So I think they just need help. Like it's just not a yep. good team offensively. Like. Like every night you look at the box score, like teams are scoring 140 points, like and the and the Lakers and the Lakers are scoring like 100 points, like that was two that was two thousands back. Crazy, man. like crazy. <laughs> yeah, they I just agree. they just need more offense, like and defense too. And defense, I think they 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 have supposed three and D players don't have three or D. They're just cardio. <laughs> They're just doing straight cardio. On the on the this thing, they're just waiting on the corner and breaking threes. Yeah, and corner it's just store like, players, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> corner store players is crazy. Um, I agree, and I'm I'm hearing rumblings of the Johnson Murray, so maybe or or Zach Lavine. So I think we're gonna see something. And they still do. They, they have that their 2029 first round pick that like you know they are still holding on to. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna see something before February. It's just that like it's gonna tank the future of the Lakers for sure. Like I, I, I don't know how they're gonna kind of recover from all this in the next like five to ten years when LeBron actually retires. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like Lakers I, don't even need to worry about that all that like because it's still they're the Lakers. You know? they yeah, need to worry it's still about summer. It's still summertime. Yeah, it's still like one of the best cities to actually play. Yeah. In, so as long always as one, to people in. yeah, once LeBron leaves, AD leaves, they'll have all the cap space. They'll just sign somebody like to just <laughs> get get restricted free agents or free agents. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's not um, like New Orleans or something. Like if once yeah, they exactly. lose, once they lose their piece, no one wants to go there. Like someone that stars will always come to to Los Angeles. So they should always just yep, be yep. in the Trade trade that pick, man. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> no, 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 totally, man. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I think really concise pod just reflecting on what's been going on in January. January has always been like a, a January. Honestly, is more of a football, is a football month. Like NBA is always to the side, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's still good that we see like really competitive games and really exciting games going on. And uh, you know, we're always here for you guys to just bring you what's the up to date scoops and up to date dialogues on the NBA. And like you know, we're going to be approaching February now. That's All Star Weekend. You feel me? So I'm excited yeah. for that. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll be back again to touch on what's been going on in the league. And yeah, this is always like the quiet, quiet period, like the yeah winter time and everything. But everyone, I feel like mm-hmm. all the teams are warming up their trades. 
and straight up and that's mm-hmm. when we really have the real dialogue that's when it's gonna warm up for real for real uh, so yeah so do you have anything to tell the people uh nothing to tell the people um i guess Embiid mvp is going back to back this year i'm calling now mm. shout out to, uh, there's, to a caveat, MVP. there's a caveat to that he has to play 65 games <laughs> though <laughs> yeah Provided he, he hits the game minimum and, and beat him. You dig. You dig. I don't yes, know if sir. you saw my... I just saw my, my Instagram, man. I already started my Tatum campaign, bro. Once he gave that 45 <laughs> points against the, the Timberwolves, I already started. I MVP this boy. Let's start <laughs> campaigning. Because that's, that's how MVP is. You have to just have someone that will do as a brief enough to campaign. And he you just starts it in the, in the voters' heads. <laughs> <laughs> you need somebody, man. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. All right. My parting words for you guys is that, you know, if you're in America, try and bundle up. Don't stay outside too much. It's frigid out. It's frigid outside. Have an amazing week, guys. Enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy MLK Day. And if you if your office doesn't celebrate MLK Day, please question them. And yeah, tell them find, they don't like find that. Find new employment for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Peace, my brother. Stay bro. safe, everyone. Peace, guys.